Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's 823, 30 degrees outside the Apple Tree Automotive Superstore Studios. Uh, we are turning our attention now to Dr. Nathaniel Cogley, who joins us every Monday morning uh, to chat about politics and the state of the political world in general. He's from uh, Tarleton State University, head of government and legal studies. And uh, Dr. Cogley, welcome in. Uh, appreciate you being with us again this morning. And you have a uh, op-ed in the Washington Examiner uh, that says the 1974 law that makes this impeachment especially dubious. And I thought this is going to be a, uh, this is a great topic for Monday. So uh, what is it with this 1974 law uh, and the impeachment process that we've got going on right now? Yeah, thanks for having me on about the op-ed, Mark. Um, yeah, so President Nixon had been impounding funds that Congress had authorized, and this really upset Congress. This was even close to his in, in, you know, the, his uh, removal from office. And uh, so they passed the Impoundment Control Act in 1974, whereby the president is allowed to defer funds within the fiscal year. But if the president is going to propose to rescind the funds, um, the Congress then gets 45 days. And if the Congress doesn't agree with the president's proposal to rescind the funds, then the funds have to be obligated. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Congress has already put itself in a position where any dispute with the president over whether or not to obligate funds that they've authorized, the Congress has already given itself the upper hand in this, where the Congress has to agree with the president if funds are going to be rescinded. They authorize him to do this temporarily, but not permanently. And I find a bunch of this uh, impeachment process rather unfortunate because Congress already had the ability to force President Trump to make payment to Ukraine or anything else. Right. There's there's one clause in here, 686, which suggests even the Comptroller General can initiate this timetable, even if the president doesn't. And the Comptroller General is in the legislative branch, not the executive branch. So they should have just invoked the Impoundment Control Act in 1974 if they had a problem with the president not obligating funds rather than an impeachment. So now, uh, you know, I guess the cover-up is what they're is, – is that really where they're going is kind of the direction that they're heading at this point? I mean, well, they're putting, they're preparing various charges. You know, I think what came out last week in the Sondland testimony is Ambassador Sondland made clear that he felt um, that that he, President Trump was not going to give a quote-unquote White House meeting unless investigations into 2016 and Burisma took place, and that he himself only assumed the same standards were for the, the money. Um, but, of course, I think my article highlights why Ambassador Sunland's logic is off. Uh, the process for a president to withhold money is very different than the process to withhold a White House meeting. And we saw Chairman Schiff try to equate the two, the meeting with the funds, and constantly conflate the two. I don't think Americans want to impeach their president because he didn't give someone a meeting. you know. And, and the funds were never on the table. That has to go through Congress anyway. So where do you think this heads? I mean, do you, you think they're going to do you think they're going to impeach him in the House? And, and then do you think what do you think is going to happen in the Senate? I, I mean, my money is the fact that they are going to draw up articles of impeachment for the House and they are going to vote on that in the House at least. But it, my question is, is where does it go with the Senate or does it go anywhere? 
because there's some political games that can be played with it, essentially. I mean, McConnell could keep senators locked up there until March, basically, which would take four contenders off the presidential campaign trail. Right. I mean, you're probably right here. I've always questioned whether or not it would go out of the House because she's putting those moderate members in in a difficult vote. But also the Democrats have been obsessed with control, controlling the process and only having the witnesses they want testify and only making the witnesses they want public. Once it goes to the Senate, they lose total control of the process. And so that doesn't mean they won't do it. I just don't think it's going to play well. I don't think the vote plays well for them, sending it to the Senate, giving them control plays well. But I think you're right, Mark. If if she had to backtrack, if the Speaker backtracked, that wouldn't play well either. Either. Right. They're in a very tough box. I think they're going to, you know, if it goes to the Senate, they'll have a trial, and I don't think it'll play well. This will be good mm-hmm. for President Trump's polls and poll numbers. There we go. Doc, we always appreciate it. Uh, I know we will uh, we'll, we will be talking to you uh, next week for sure. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, though, this week, and we'll look forward to uh, chatting again next Monday. Thanks so much, Mark. Bye. You got to take care. Again, uh, Dr. Nathaniel Cogley from Tarleton State University, head of government and legal studies, the 1974 law that makes this impeachment especially dubious. You can find the link at WWNC.com. I'm going to get that up there for us right now.